Today we're going to finish our series on hearing God's voice. John 10, 27 is our key scripture and it says, My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. So today we're going to finish up with the third part there, they follow me. I'm going to make three main points, the first of which is the fruit of hearing is following. The second main point is the measure of hearing is following. The third main point will be the blessing of hearing is in the following. So first, the fruit of hearing is following. The natural, genuine fruit of having really heard God speak is simply that we do what He says. In John 10, verses 1 through 4, Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought them out, uh, rather when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. All right, the whole point of this parable is that the shepherd speaks to his sheep and they follow him. It's that simple. He speaks, they hear him, they follow him. Like the sheep in the parable, because we recognize God's voice and we trust him to lead us, the natural thing for us to do is to follow. We're saying that the fruit of hearing God's voice is following. So we've listened to what he's told us and we obey. We simply make the change that he's told us to make or we take the step forward he's told us to take or we pray for those that he's put on our hearts in the way that he leads us to pray for them. Romans 10, 17, a very familiar scripture says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now we usually think of this as an instruction for how to get faith. All right, and that's valid, that's true. But if we read this very thoughtfully, what it's really saying is simply that when you hear the Word of God, the natural byproduct or fruit of it is faith. Very subtle but important distinction. More than saying, how do I get faith? It's really saying, so what happens when I hear and internalize what God says to me? Faith is produced. When I hear the Word of God, it produces faith. Faith in action is following, it's obedience. So when we have heard what God said, it produces the fruit of the result of believing and acting on what we heard. All right, and then lastly, under this first main point, if what I hear the Lord say to me produces no fruit, then I probably haven't really heard Him. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11, another very familiar scripture says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but they water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose. It shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. So the fruit of hearing is following. Secondly, the measure of hearing is following. In other words, to the degree that we've really heard the voice of God, we will obey Him. A teacher knows that you listen to them in class by how you do on the test. A parent knows, for instance, that you listen to them if you do what they told you to do. And God knows that we have heard Him when we obey. In Romans 2.13, Paul said, For it's not the hearers of the law who are righteous or justified before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. In 1 Samuel 15 verses 22 to 23, 
this is Samuel speaking to Saul, King Saul. Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of rams. But rebellion is as the sin of divination, and presumption is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, He has also rejected you from being king. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Talking about the measure of hearing is in following, obedience. Later on in that chapter 7 of Matthew, Jesus says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So the measure of hearing is in following. And then thirdly, the blessing of hearing is in following. Revelation 1.3 says, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. In Joshua 1.8, we see that the whole point of meditating on the Word of God is so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. I think most Christians have a deep desire to be in God's presence, to be with Him, and to hear Him speak to them. We all desire that. But just being with Him and hearing His voice is not the ultimate goal, is it? At least it's not God's ultimate goal. In Luke eleven twenty eight, a woman says that Jesus' mother was really blessed to have had Him and to have been around Him His whole life. And Jesus responds, Blessed rather are those who hear the Word of God and keep it. All right, he's not, he's not saying that his mother wasn't blessed and that he wasn't a blessing to her, but he's saying, but the, the real blessing is in hearing and obeying the Word of God. So God doesn't ever speak to us for information only. Uh, you'll never get an email from the Lord that starts with parentheses, just FYI. I love information. I love data and uh, trivia even and knowledge, but God doesn't just come and speak to me so that I will have more information. The ultimate goal is that by hearing his voice, we will internalize what he says and be changed by it. James talks about this in chapter one of his letter. He says, uh, he calls it the engrafted or implanted word, which is able to save our souls. It's to get inside of us. As we hear it, we internalize it. It changes us so that by obeying his voice, the will of God is done in the earth as it is in heaven. A lot of times people get really excited just with the fact that they heard God speak, but with no regard for what he actually said. The blessing is in the doing, not just the hearing. I've been in a lot of corporate meetings over the last 30 or 40 years where one by one people would stand up and prophesy, bring the word of the Lord, which was really God speaking. And each time followed by, you know, clapping or worship, everyone excited about the fact that God manifested himself and spoke to us, which is wonderful. But then the next person would st stand up and prophesy, or we would move on with worship or preaching or announcements or whatever with no regard whatsoever for what God said and how we should respond to it. But the blessing is in the doing, not the hearing. All right, so some practical thoughts to finish out this series. Number one, be quick to hear God's voice. Number two, be quick to capture or preserve what he says to you. 
And number three, simply be quick to obey. So be quick to hear God's voice. In James 1.19, James says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Sometimes it's hard to hear the voice of God because we're simply not good listeners. We're not in the habit of listening to other people, so we're not in the habit of uh, doing what James says here and being quick to listen. You might say, well, I'm, I'm not good at listening to people, but I'm really good at listening to God. I don't, I don't listen when people talk, but I always listen when God talks. Well, if I could borrow from what John tells us in 1 John, he says, whoever does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Can I take a little liberty with that principle and say it's probably true then that whoever does not listen to his brother whom he has seen does not listen to God whom he has not seen. We need to be quick to hear. Number two, be quick to capture or to preserve what he says to you. When someone tells you something important that you need to remember or to take action on or to think about and ponder, you know, an appointment or an address or a phone number or some new thought that you got to think about, you make a note of it. Who could tell you anything more important than what God could tell you? But last week, we talked about 10 different ways, five outward, five inward ways that the Lord speaks to us. When you sense the Lord speaking to you in any of those or other ways, He's speaking to us all of the time in all kinds of ways. When you perceive that the Lord is speaking to you, make a note of it. Keep a notebook handy. Some people keep a prayer journal, reading their Bible or praying. And whenever they feel like God is speaking to them in any form, just make a quick note of it so you have that later to remind you what he has said to you or to capture it so that you can think about it and ponder it if you don't understand what he's saying to you at first. I like to use a voice recorder on my phone just to make a quick note of what I feel like the Lord is saying to me so that I can have it and preserve it. All right, so be quick to capture or to preserve what he says to you. And then thirdly, be quick to obey. Instant obedience to God's voice ensures that we do not hear the voice of the enemy. Once God has spoken, don't continue to listen for another voice. If you, in case you didn't like what he said and you're listening for, for a better option, we don't have options. <laughs> we don't get options. We get to obey. We yielded our options up when we surrendered our lives to him as Lord. Now we simply hear him speak and we quickly obey what he says. If we obey instantly, it keeps us from even perceiving the voice of the enemy. No one is uh, left with time to speak. John 10, 6, uh, Jesus in talking about the parable of the shepherd and the sheep, he says, a stranger, the sheep will not follow, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. If we just don't leave all that space, I heard one voice, I think it was God, but I'm not sure, so I'm listening for another one. Just don't leave that space open. When you hear the voice of the Lord, you know that it's him. Learn to discern his voice through practice. You know it's him. Obey him. Don't listen any further. Be quick to hear God's voice. Be quick to capture, to preserve what he says. Be quick to obey. Just summing up today, the fruit of hearing is following. The measure of hearing is following. And the blessing of hearing is in following. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Our whole life is about hearing the voice of the Lord who knows us and following Him.